It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd, plus... Ba-da-da-da-da, you're loving him. Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. <laughs> the ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Four and two, and for all you old-timers cardiac kids come to mind... Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's exactly what it's been the last two weeks as they snatch a victory from the jaws of defeat. Talk to him, Jay. How many of those did you give out? Talk to him, Jay. I gave out <laughs> five yesterday. I'm giving out thousands today. You never know where you might see Wait, your boy G+. Thousands? I nope. mean, it's a high hyper- It's hyperbole. We're not going to do all that. <laughs> You're giving away multiple. Multiple. Plethora. That leaves it open-ended. Yes. What a game. What an absolute crazy game. Yes, uh, if you uh, if you had heart pressure or blood pressure or heart medicine, you probably took a double dose of it as the Browns somehow, some way, find a way to overcome a poor defensive effort minus that of Miles Garrett. The game Look, makes no sense at all. It doesn't. If, you, if you're looking to make sense of this, no. it's not there. Let's do our shotgun reactions. We'll start with you, Bull. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, listen, There's we'll get into plenty of things to criticize from the game or – going forward, and, and there is things if the Browns are going to get to where we want them to be that need to get better and need to be critical. But here's the most important thing, and Browns fans better than anybody should understand this. The team is 4-2. and two. There are problems, but you know what? This team's with 2-4 and four that have problems. This team's with 3-3 three and three that have problems. No team looks great right now. There's some teams that look really – we thought the Lions were starting to come be the best team in the league. Then they got their ass kicked by the Ravens. Now the Ravens look like the best team. Wouldn't surprise me if they lost the next game they played. That's the way the NFL is. So, yeah, there's some sloppiness. There's a lot to clean up. But the most important thing is two games in a row, the Browns, who traditionally find ways to lose, have found ways to win. Jason. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go, just the fact that they're getting some calls that went their way, some questionable calls that they've never gotten before. <laughs> right. And they're taking advantage of it. But they do, like, we're going to get into this. I mean, you could go 100 different ways. I think Miles is the front runner now for Defensive Player of the Year. That game yesterday is going to be replayed for the rest of the season. But also, we'll spend a lot of time on this this week. The Browns have to do something about the quarterback position. Mm. I don't know how you can continue to go with P.J. Walker as the as the backup plan right now because it's you're just you're playing with fire and from what we saw with Deshaun Watson yesterday I don't know how you can count on him right now at this point there's just there's just there's a lot of questions right now at the quarterback position 
G. Bush. Hey, man, listen, I, I was telling them earlier, when you talk about the situation with Kevin Stefanski, I've been very vocal about what, what his ups, ups and downs have been. But I'll give him credit. Um, he came, he played on and going into that game with Deshaun Watson, and he made a decision he did not make a couple years ago, which shows me that he's learning from situations. He made a decision that said, listen, Deshaun, you're not looking good right now. I don't know what it is. It could be you, Rust, or you're injured. But I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a play what's best for the team. We're gonna sit you down and we're gonna go with PJ Walker. That takes a lot of heart. That's especially when you know what the expectation level is for Deshaun Watson. So I thought I thought Kevin Stefanski did a good job in just saying we got to go with what we know, um, and then figuring it out on the run. They made some adjustments. Um, they have haven't been perfect. Play calling isn't perfect. But there is a lot that you could take away from this game that you should like and love and moving forward. If you can get the same type of stuff to happen as well as getting the quarterback play together, you might have something special, Jay. I always say it after a win, the warts are diminished. I think what the Browns need to do after these two wins, how close they were is focus in on those warts. Mm -hmm. Forget the result of the game. It was a win and you never apologize for wins in the NFL and bull. You're exactly right. These are games we've watched this team lose for the last 30 years. Just like the ones we saw last week and the one we saw yesterday. Those are L's. They have always been L's. How were these victories when they should have been defeats? Because both of those games, let's face it, should have been losses. In the old Browns, those are losses. So how'd they win them? Well, we talk about this all the time. And we've always been critical when it's been bad culture. But maybe, just maybe, now... We're starting to see good culture. The team never gave up. There were plenty of opportunities to quit. They never quit. I don't know if Jim Schwartz brought that with him. I don't know if Kevin Stefanski has turned a corner when it comes to culture and attitude. But all of a sudden, when you win games like this, you not only know you can, you expect to win games like this. And that can easily turn a 7-10 and 10 into a 10-7. and 7. Don't apologize. But focus on all the mistakes you've made over the last two weeks and thank your lucky stars. Because quite frankly, four and two could just as easily be two and four. But it's not. The Browns, uh, I'll use a word to describe the Browns that I don't know if I've ever used in the entire time I've been covering this team. They're resilient. Yeah, you're right. They are a very resilient team right now. And they're getting breaks. They were lucky yesterday. They certainly got some breaks, no doubt, but uh, that's it. I always always get mad when our fans complain about the officials, and I'll say the same thing about Colts fans. Shut up. That's part of the game. You're going to get some calls in your favor. You're going to go some calls (laughs) against you. That's it. What's amazing is they've somehow won these two games, guys, and they did it two different ways. In the Niners game, the defense was phenomenal. Right. Right, and they won that game basically on the defense. Sure. Whereas this game... I can only point to, like, a couple of individuals. Like, Miles was amazing, and Dustin Hopkins was amazing, and they don't win. If either of those guys isn't there, they lose this game and maybe lose it handily. But the defense didn't play great. They made some big plays, mostly by Miles Garrett. Yeah. And by the way, (laughs) be careful what you ask for. We was nitpicking on the turnovers. They got four turnovers, but they also gave up 38 points. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was a weird – it was such a weird game. Sometimes it's a give and take. It is. It was really wor- – was it – you said at the top, yeah. and this was what I thought, the second the game was over, this game doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> Gardner Minshew threw for 300 yards. He's 0-8 when he does that. Yeah. 
if you would have... I did not have this on my bingo card. I did not have Gardner Minshew torching the Browns' defense. I just didn't. And not only with his arm, but his legs his, too? His legs as well. And it literally was... Yeah. It was Hopkins and Garrett and then a bunch of bad football. Mostly. I mean, the off- when you look at the offensive numbers... Just like Pittsburgh had to look at the numbers the next day after they beat yeah. us, I'm sure in the meeting rooms they were going, how do we do that? Yeah. And I'm sure the Browns are saying the same thing today. Yeah. yeah, Mike makes fun of my tweeting, but I tweeted yesterday that they had 75 passing yards, 72 passing yards, and 30 points <laughs> midway through the third quarter. How on earth is I mean, that even logical? Yeah. Thank was- goodness, by the way, for the long forward run at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Besides that, he had like five carries for 30 yards. No, oh, he had like carries. 10 no. carries for five ten, yards. Yeah, he did nothing like, aside yeah, from that. Yeah, besides that, he was out of so, here. So, I mean, it's feast or famine with him. And now, I, who knows now he's the hurt. injury status. I know. <laughs> and they're down to their third and fourth string running backs now. Uh, we got to say our first hello of the day to Michael, Mikey McNuggets. Mikey, uh, I imagine, again, for the second straight week, that postgame show must have been an absolute roller coaster. Yeah, it was uh, up and down that final goal oh. line drive stand the penalties it was a lot of fun make sure you guys go check it out we got a lot to talk about today and we're going to start with the quarterbacks before we do that I need to tell the good people out in the world that if you're looking to get in on any NFL NBA MLB gambling you got to do it with FanDuel it's America's number one sports book for a reason right now brand new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed win or lose when you place a $5 bet, that's $200 guaranteed in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is literally no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. You can visit FanDuel.com UCSS to get in the NFL action. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, also an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And our FanDuel Ticket of the Week this week comes from Maddie underscore 13 Ice, who turned a $6 same-game parlay on the Ohio State game into a $70 winning ticket. He had a Marvin Harrison anytime touchdown score, Ohio State with the spread. McCord over 238.5 passing yards of Marvin Harrison to eclipse 100 receiving yards. He hit on all four of those, and that $6 ticket turned into a $70 win. So shout-out. To Matty Ice, shout out to and, FanDuel. And Mike, the FanDuel uh, point spread for the Browns this week at Seattle. The Seahawks are open as a two-and-a-half point favorite. And by the way, McNuggets, uh, I just noticed this weekend as I was uh, at the crib, uh, Marvin Harrison has the coldest name, coldest nickname in the game right now. Maserati Marv. That is crazy, Gus I, Johnson. I never heard that until yesterday. But I was like, and they were saying it back to back like it was Magic Johnson. Guys, that yeah. that coming, more on that coming up in overtime. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk Ohio State in overtime, but we got to talk quarterback. It was Sean nuts. Watson, I do like that a lot. PJ Walker. It was, uh, it was something, and I'll leave it at that and open the floor <laughs> to you guys. In yeah. hindsight, should Deshaun Watson should have started? Yes or no? Well, absolutely not. No, absolutely. Obviously, no, I mean that's no. the easiest question we'll answer. You know all what's week. funny? I thought about this yesterday. Remember when Mike was giving us those ridiculous what's gonna what's more likely yeah. to happen and they were totally ridiculous. One of them was Deshaun would get benched. Well, guess what? Deshaun got benched. Essentially he did. He got benched. He yeah. wasn't pulled for medical reasons. He, His shoulder was medically cleared, cleared con- con- concussion protocol. He was pulled from the game because he was ineffective. So congratulations, Mike. The one thing that we thought would never happen yeah. happened. And he what's was crazy is so he threw five balls. His first one was, you know, a short pass that he drilled into the dirt. Really, he threw two interceptions. I mean, the yep. box score shows one. If, if the ball doesn't move a yeah. half of an inch, it's it's two interceptions. 
he right now will hurt this football team if he goes under center. And guys, I know that we're going to talk about this all week and ad nauseum throughout the season. I think you shut him down. He, I, don't, I don't think he's going to get better. I, uh, I exchanged some texts with uh, my orthopedic surgeon that did my shoulder. I asked him about this micro tear. How bad is it? How, what could this do? He said, look, the way to fix it is inactivity for four months or get surgery. And I don't see either. I don't well, see the inactivity for four months. Well, the Browns are obviously not thinking about that. They're not. Kevin Stefanski after the game said he's going to play again next. Don't week. know how. Deshaun Watt. I don't. I mean, I think he just said that just to get out of the press conference and, and tap down the fire. You do? Yeah. Why would he? he why? That was a good lie. That was a great lie. Well, because, why say that? Because it, it, because why not? There'll because, be time to talk about that. It's, it's worse if he, he says I don't know. I, it's, it's even it, worse. Though. It's worse if he says you know what? He was just ineffective today. I'm benching him. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You bench 230 today for P.J. Walker? Does that mean he's just not good? You see all the questions that come out? Well, he wasn't good yesterday, and that was obvious from the very first throw. Yeah. Now, guys... Four and two is four and two. I know that after you look at what the Ravens did yesterday, I mean, the Ravens are clearly starting to establish themselves as the team in the division. But you're still four and two, and you've got to do something, and I don't think it's going to happen with number four. I just, I don't. Bar- and, and for him to say, we'll see, after the coach said, He's good. Yeah. Again, we're on two different pages here. Jay, the guy, it's not a good look. Jay, the guy's clear. He's clearly hurt. I said it three weeks ago. I said the Cleveland Browns in a blog on UCSS. I said, listen, you might as well get used to life without him. Um, you, he's not going to be right all year. It's going to be something they're going to have to deal with. And they got to go out and find somebody. They're not. He's not going to be able to play like, like he wants to play the entire year. When we talked about when he should come back, I say he should come back Baltimore week. What is that? That's, that's even after week the 10. Cardinals game. Yeah. Week 8. I, okay. I think you shut him down, put him on the IR for four weeks or whatever you can do so you don't even got to talk about it. And, and let's see if he can get Oh, the first pass told you all you needed to see. When he skipped that ball yep. and it was yeah. four yep. off. It was over. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I, I said he, the same thing. It's he not was awful. Off. He was awful in those five passes he threw across the board. And so far, listen, I, I, you know, I loved trading for Deshaun Watson. You had, to, you had to go for it. They didn't have a good enough quarterback. But so far, it's been an absolute disaster. Abject failure. He, he was suspended 11 games. He's hurt. And, is, you know, who knows if he's going to be any good this whole season. When he's played, he's been awful. Outside of the Titans game, there's no debate. He has been absolutely horrendous. He's been as bad as any quarterback in the league. The Browns are getting, arguably, the worst quarterback play in the league. No matter who's played. Well, I don't think it's arguably. I don't know who's played worse as a group. I I don't. I can't give you anybody. Take a look at these tag boards. Dead last in the NFL in QBR, yeah. passer rating, and completion percentage above expected. You're not supposed to be 4-2 and two with those no. numbers. you are and not. And that tells you what kind of team the Browns have. And, in my opinion, I know this won't be a popular one, what kind of coach the Browns have. 
I'm with you 100%. Yeah, I know you are. He I, held it together yesterday. Look, there. I mean, for as much fire as he's taken, Bull, you're right. Without, I don't think they're 4-2 without Stefanski at the helm. No, they're not. I don't. They're not. I've been telling you guys, and Bull's been telling you guys for years, he's a pretty good coach. Is he elite? Is he one of the top three to five coaches in the league? No, I'm not going to say that. He's not going to be the reason you lose, though. But he's, I'm telling you, he's keeping them. In, look at the quarterback, the list of quarterbacks that he's winning with since he got here. It's unbelievable. And they, it, he, he, the, what we said earlier about just the tenacity, we talked about that gut punch of a Jets game last year, a horrible way to lose a game. What'd they do? They came back four days later and they beat Pittsburgh. They lose a terrible game at Pittsburgh this year. What'd they do? They came back the next week and won again. So they do have that. Like people want to make fun of him for his rah-rah post-game speeches. And, you know, it's, it's kind of awkward and whatever. Yeah, it's a and, cheese bowl. But, I, but, he, but these guys believe in him, man, and they're fighting for him. Whether it's him or each other, whatever, he is getting the most out of this roster. I don't think there's any debate about that at this point. For this team to be 4-2, and two, you're down, you now lost Nick Chubb. You've lost his backup. You've lost Jerome Ford. I don't know how – we don't know yet how serious it is. Right. But you're down to Kareem Hunt, who was selling white walls three weeks ago and working out at Planet Fitness. He's now your starting tailback as of right now until we know the severity of and Jerome Ford. And has three Ford. touchdowns. And, and Pierre Strong is now your backup. Like, how are they doing this? Not I'll to you, mention their right tackle. Yeah, and they lost I, their right I, tackle I, as well. I, listen, I said last year on these same airwaves, I said, listen, he got six games. Well, he, he's six four games. Two. He's four and two. What are you going to say about that? Listen, the results speak for themselves. At, as a matter of fact, you, you, you lost all those people and lost all those guys and individuals. And you found a way to win, not only on the road, you found a way to win against one of the best teams. Um, you made a, a really snap decision with the kicker. I believe that was a huge thing. The Cleveland Browns would have never cut Kate York in years past because they had money thank God. invested. Sorry to cut you off, G, but thank God Kate York was terrible this preseason. That missed extra point against that's exactly preseason it. game. Thankfully, it, it cost us one point in a preseason game, <laughs> and look what it led to. Guys, yeah. what we're seeing – We've never seen before in the history of the NFL. Consider this. He's now made a fifth. His weakness was he's got no leg. Remember, he's 50% yep. in his career over 50. Yep. Yeah. This is a guy that went back into the lab. Amazing. He got his legs stronger. He worked on his accuracy. He's made a 50-yard field goal in five straight games now. It's never been done. And he obviously threw We'll get more Justin into Justin Tucker I hasn't we'll done it. Him later, but. All of the great kickers. No one has done this. That's amazing. And guys, there's no question. We talked about without Stefanski. Yeah. Perhaps they're two and four. Without this kicker, oh. who yeah. knows that, where that we just are. goes to show you, if you need to address something, don't wait for it to Do get it. bad and cost right. you games. Do it now. He, they made the change. He's won you some games. And hopefully, if you're listening, you'll do the same with the quarterback position. My. Well, Jay, Jay, you said this, and I got to ask you about this. You sure. said you'd shut down Watson for the year. Yes. You're, you're done. Done. Would anyone else go that far from G, no. Jay, Jason? Would you go no. that I'll far? tell you why after. Go ahead. G. Bush, would you shut him down for the year? I, 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 before last game, I, I would have said no. I'm seriously considering it. I would. Bull, would um, you? I would. I, I feel like I don't have enough information to right. say that. Yeah. I would, I would, as a GM of the Browns, I would try to make a move for a quarterback, assuming he's going to miss the rest of the year. Yeah. That I would do. But I'd keep open the possibility. I do think it makes sense. I think you said it, G. Put him on IR, mm-hmm. give him a month off, yeah. and let's see where he is then. But you have to address the position as if he might miss the whole rest so, of the season. So the reason I say it is you're currently looking at the first two years of this $230 million contract. 
total. You might as well take in the hundred million, the eighty-nine million, whatever it is, and just yeah. set it on fire. You got nothing out of it. Now, now all you can hope for is that you can maximize years three, four, and five. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you if you misplay this the way they did with Baker, and you try to keep kicking the can down the road, he'll be healthy in three weeks. He'll be healthy in three weeks. Well, then what you run into is you're having surgery later in the year. Mm-hmm. You don't want that to happen. If Mikey, uh, one of the texts I got from my surgeon and I didn't have time to do it was Google micro tear in the rotator cuff and see what the see what the diagnosis is and what the injury is. He said he he sees mostly athletes, but he said every once in a while I'll see a construction worker or he says sometimes I'll see an older person in their 60s. Here's, here's what I tell them. If you're in your 60s, oh, you can heal. This, this will heal. You can't use your right arm. You can't lift anything. No over-the-head work. And if you're throwing anything, forget it. It's, you're going to have to have this repaired at some point. So with that bit of advice, and I wanted to Google it, and I wanted to get more information. I just didn't have time this morning. But from that, he's certainly not going to rest it. He's going to have to be throwing the football over the next couple of weeks. If that's the case, and that's going to prohibit this from ever healing naturally on its own, I think you got to get it fixed and you got to salvage something out of that $230 million. Jason, what's your, from being in the locker room, being around the guys, what's your impression of what their real plan might be for Watson? Well, I, I think they're still trying to formulate it because yesterday was such an abject disaster. Now, I don't shut them down for the year because there's no quarterback you can go get that's going to allow you to reach the heights that you could with him. So, and even if you have to stretch this out and he had, and I asked him point blank at his locker last week, there is no surgery on the horizon. He said, no, I don't need surgery. There's, it's never been talked about. There's no surgery coming. Now, is that true? I don't know. Nothing else that's been said has been true up to this point. No, they've missed it all. I'm just telling you, he, there is no, from their vantage point, there's no surgery coming. But let's say for the sake of argument, there is some sort of procedure that has to be done. There's plenty of time from January to have any sort of procedure you need and be ready to go for training camp next year. I do think you need to sit him. You can't put him on IR if you want him back for Baltimore because that's only three weeks away in Baltimore yeah, and no, 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 IR is no. four weeks. Right, right. So you've already missed that window of putting him on IR. But I, I, I agree with G. I would sit him until Baltimore at the, at the earliest. But I don't think that you su- shut him down for the year because I don't see the upside of that. He can still be healthy and recovered for next year, and you're all but in right Jay, now to win this you, year. Even when you bring him back, now he's got two months of rust. His confidence has to be at a that, that's, that's the, that's I the felt thing. That's the, the reason. I, I felt if he was confident, he would have been on the sidelines telling Kevin Stefanski, I want in this game. I saw him with a coat on. I, I got to tell you, if he's not confident, I got to question him a little bit about that. Did he confident to you at any point yesterday? Because I, I didn't see I, it. I've never heard of a good quarterback not being confident. But, Bull, did, well, he, did he look confident no, yesterday? No, he did not. No, Bernie, he, it's shot. Bernie told you that even if you are a good quarterback, you don't have confidence moving forward because you can't control where the ball's going. Like, that, that doesn't give you – like, if you're a pitcher – What's the worst thing that could happen? If he couldn't, you lose control. If it was that yeah, bad, he shouldn't have played. Strikes. He's lost control. If it was that bad, you shouldn't have played. He was on the field, and he no, put you're right crap. on that. No excuse. That's because it. We talked about it. I don't make excuses. You get no excuse for poor play yesterday. No, no. He threw five passes. They were awful. Four of them were incomplete, or no, two of them were incomplete. Two of them essentially were picked. Yeah. Although the box score said one. Did you get any information on that? On on what uh, McNuggets? Did you see? Was it, did you find anything at all on the micro tear? Oh, I did. It's fascinating. I'm going to bring that. He to said you. it's. This isn't. A, he said, "Do not take this injury lightly." No, it's fascinating. I'm going to read you what I found in one sec. 
I want to remind the people, though, that if they are not already part of the FanDuel Sportsbook Network, right now is the perfect time to join FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in guaranteed bonus bets if you place a $5 bet. That's $5 to turn into $200, win or lose. They have player props, spreads, overrunners, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to get in on all the action. Jay, I did a quick little research and this is from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons. Okay. It comes from a .org. So it's not like a fake source. .com right, or a reliable, a reliable source. source. I'm going to read, quote, a piece from a FAQ about rotator cuff micro tears in the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons. Right. And I quote, even though most tears cannot heal on their own, you can achieve good function without surgery. If, however, you are active or use your arm for overhead work or sports, exactly what surgery said. is most often required because many tails will not heal without surgery if under constant tension. And that's exactly what he's he said. He's under constant so tension. So he said, he said, basically, you have two options. Take a football out of his hand for the rest of the season, give him an MRI in January and see where it is, or speed up the clock and do the surgery right now. Well, they've got... The best doctors working with this guy. So something doesn't add up here. No, but Bull, when you just take that on its at its face. Right. And this is also Maybe he doesn't actually have a micro tear. Well he said he did. He I did. Mean, we have to but, take him at his word, don't we? I, do, well, if he has a micro tear and doctors are and, and doctors are saying you can't play with a micro tear, well then something's missing here. Yes, you're right. Something is not lining up. Yeah. It hasn't from the start. Hey, because it hasn't been from day one. I'm getting this from one of the top surgeons in the United States who's been an uh, orthopedic surgeon for the New York Giants. Right. The American medical orthopedic surgeons frequently ask questions is, it can heal, but not if it's constantly under pressure and if you're throwing an object. Well, look, I, I give him credit for trying to be tough. Baker tried the same thing. It ended horribly for him. He didn't try I the same thing, to be fair. He had, a, he had a... But not on a strong shoulder. That's no, a big difference. It's, okay. They're it's completely, completely different yeah. because he doesn't have to put that stress on it. However, it was clearly... It, it ended his time here in Cleveland. It was a bad decision. Again, the, the Browns find themselves on Groundhog Day. The alarm clock went off, and you're told that your franchise quarterback has a pretty serious rotator cuff injury. What do you do this time around? Do you, do you play it out and... Watch the losses pile up and bad quarterback play? Nope. Or do you, this time, try a different path? Well, and I know we're going to get into all week, who's the savior? Right. I think it's possible they could get it done with someone currently on the roster. No, I don't think that's possible. I want to see DTR play a game in which he has a full week to prepare. I think the pop quiz they gave him a couple of weeks ago was not fair to him, particularly when you consider it was his first Actual regular season action in the NFL. I know PJ Walker's not it. I know that. And so before I go yeah. out and leverage resources and make a trade, we thought DTR was it not that long I did ago. Not. Not me. The Browns clearly did. The Browns said, we're keeping you as our number two yeah. and we're getting rid of our backup quarterback, who, by right. the way, won again yesterday. So, no, he didn't. No, you know, I'm yeah. going back to, all the way back to Jacoby Brissett. I wish they oh. would have kept Jacoby Brissett. Now the talk is, well, but Jacoby well, now we got to get Jacoby Brissett back. But what, what are you talking about? Who won yesterday? Didn't, didn't Dobbs win yesterday in Arizona? No. no. Oh, I thought they won. They lost by double digits. No, they're oh, awful, okay. and he's been awful. I just think you yeah. got it. I know that the, a move is going to be hard to make. Yeah. Just give me DTR. I don't know that he can be worse 
than what we saw yesterday. I don't. He was worse when he played. But he but didn't have the, the week's rep. They split reps all week that week. DTR took the pass reps. Deshaun took the run reps. It is, I, I think it is, it's rash to, to cross him off the list off of one bad game. Yes. That's his first game. But they're in a position right now, I, 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 they're, in a, they're in a really tough spot. And I wrote today, they should go get Jacoby Brissett. Yes! And that's, I mean, I was the one saying all last year, they punted the season because they handed it to Jacoby Brissett. Here's the difference. What, with this defense? Here's the difference but for me right now. Defense didn't play great yesterday. Well, that doesn't matter. It, yeah. it was one game. But the no, it's Brissette, not one game. It's two of the last three. But to the Brissett thing makes sense because his base salary is $3 million, And we all know this always comes down to money. Everyone's screaming, go get Kirk Cousins. Guys, Kirk Cousins makes $20 million yeah, this not year. That's not happening. That's yeah, yeah, not realistic yeah, yeah, yeah. for, not, for not, their not. cap situation. You're not getting that off. Jacoby Brissett has a $3 million base salary. They're responsible for the prorated amount of what's left on the season. It's about $2 million. That's about what Josh Dobbs was making before they traded him was one and a half. Yeah. You could probably get now Washington has to play ball on this, but I don't see why they want to hold on to him at this point. They're a disaster and they're not going anywhere. If they can save $3 million or save $2 million and get a draft pick back for him, you could probably get Brissett for about the pick that you got from Arizona for Dobbs. Mm -hmm. Now Brissett is a placeholder and nothing more than that, but that's why I'm saying, (coughs) excuse me. Yeah. If you can, if, if you want to give Deshaun three weeks, Jacoby can give you three weeks. I don't know if Jacoby's the answer. If we're talking if you're about shutting down Watson for the year, it doesn't he's matter. Not the answer. It doesn't matter. There's nobody out there to go get if you're shutting Watson well, down for the year. There's you, you nobody say, out you, there. Mike wants to save it for the week, and he's right. We should save it because it's a lot off the game. Uh, I don't. I, I I would go after Kirk Cousins. I don't care about the money because it's just for one year. I don't care how it affects the cap. The owner's a billionaire. He keeps spending over the cap. It's not a hard cap, so it doesn't matter. It will at some it point. Does. Who cares? Who I, cares? I, 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 listen, I, I take both of your arguments, yeah. and I like pieces of parts of it. Yeah. Um, saying it doesn't matter because if Deshaun's not there, we're not going to win is unacceptable. That's right. In, in, in business, in any part of life, we know this. We work for companies. When something goes wrong, you don't get to sit back and say, well, let's just roll it out because it, you know, we're not going to be good anyway. No. Somebody at the top is going to say, oh, oh, listen, all hands on deck. What do we got to do? We got to offer overtime. Do we got to bring people in? We got to switch management. What do we got to do? They need to get a quarterback in here because four and two dictates you have to. Sometimes That's I right. wish people would take football like baseball. If you are up at the trade deadline and you are in first place, it is a mandate in baseball that you go get some pieces to make your team better. Yeah, we already had one team quit on the, uh, on, on the fans. You four and two and you showed you can beat the best team in football. There was it is unacceptable to say, well, yeah. we're just gonna hang no, out and let DTR. And, and, which and they've play. done it no. with the worst quarterback play in the league. They yeah. have a, that's almost impossible to yeah. be four and two with the worst quarterback play in the league, and they've done it. Now give them some help. Yeah, but here's the other problem, and I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but there's leaks all over the dam right now. We there talked are. about running back. The uh, the tackles are actually playing better. Yes. Like, Jed looked okay again. Yes. yes. Offensive line's played well the last two weeks. Yes. So, let's set that aside for right now. I know everyone keeps screaming about a receiver. I don't know how you can fairly evaluate the receivers you because you've had terrible quarterback play. Yeah. Right. But it's running back and quarterback, and you have very limited trade assets. I don't because, even think running back's that big a deal personally. Well, I think I, it is. I, I like Strong. Well, if, if I've I got to hear more about Ford. I don't care about you know? Ford. I think Pierre Strong could be as good as Ford. 
Well, I don't think any of them. I mean, you're down to your third and fourth string running backs. So. I mean, they ran for 160 ran. and 150 yards on the ground I, two I, weeks. I'm not worried that's, about it. That's I, I, I got it. The running game's been just been fine. One sixty, no, it hasn't been fine. Yeah, I it wouldn't not call it fine. fine either. I mean, no, Ford, no. Ford obviously he, he had the one great run. Yeah, you take you, and Other I know that, that you can't take that out of the mix. But when you do, oh. those numbers become. Bottom of the barrel. But why would you Bottom take the out the bat? It, make it any was sense. one. It was one play. It was a home run play. That's <laughs> two high. home run plays. I mean, he didn't do yes. anything but run. He was untouched. You talking about the Steelers game too? The Steelers run. Yeah. Okay. Outside, he's had two great runs in yeah. five games, six games, right? Well, five. What's yeah, he done the rest of the time? Yeah, about eighty-four. He's two hundred yards on seventy-five carries. If you take out those two long runs, which is not fair. Because yeah, they and that's why it's not that big a deal. So I go get somebody else. I don't have to have, you know, I don't need a superstar running back to win. We've been I, through this before. I like Strong. I thought he ran well. I like he, he he hits it up in there, and I think Kareem Hunt gets better every week. Now, granted, he's still working his way, and the blows that he's taking, he can only play about two or three plays in a row right Kareem's now. Kareem's averaging like three yards a carry. But. You know what? I like well, him at the goal line. At the goal at line. The goal, he's, he's great. He's, he's, he's gave you goals into touchdowns. He and, gave and, you two of the biggest plays you got. Yes. We got it in. You're that's absolutely you, right. What, and, is, and I've said all year, I think Kareem's got three wheels left. I absolutely believe it. Those numbers back it up. But in a, in a goal line situation like that, yeah, I want the ball in his hands if you need one yard. Yeah, because given the other options on this team right now, yeah, give it to Kareem Hunt. And I'll, I'll be curious to see Pierre Strong this week if he gets a chance to play. I like him. Because I, like I think he's a pretty good yeah, player. I, I've been saying I'd like to see more of him. I mean, we know he's got a very small sample size, but he's yeah. also been able to hit the home run. You know, he was able to do that when he was in New England. I mean, you could always find a serviceable back. That's a lot easier to find than a quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback is clearly the, the mountain that we don't know we can scale or not. Go ahead, Mike. We'll move on to Kevin Stefanski in one sec, but just want to make sure we're all on the record with this. Are we all in agreement? And I, and I believe we are, but just for, the, <clears throat> for transparency, P.J. Walker is not it, right? No, is, no. Is anyone Although, you make- know what? He does have an it factor when it comes down to those last drives of the game. He made a big throw to Elijah Moore down the sideline on third down. Huge throw. I'll give him credit for that. And, and I'll tell you, guys, certainly Baker Mayfield didn't do that here. We Baker haven't seen Deshaun Watson do that here. We have to see, and I'm not saying that this is why you stay with him, but I can see why the Browns think there's something there. I don't think but they it's think there's just something. Not the, I don't think the Browns think there's anything there. He they was, just have no other well, better then, then bench him and let me see DTR. He was the best yeah. available in the, in yeah. the situation. He got bailed out. It was a bad fumble, sack fumble. He held on to the ball too long. Oh. The Colts should have had possession on that. The call was questionable at best, I think. I think I thought Amari pushed him down too. But that's beside the point. It was a non-factor in the play because that ball was had never Had nothing going. to do with the play. So, but, and, and again, like, hey, take it and run Who with cares? it. Who cares? Yeah, take it and run with it. Yeah. But We've it's been easily, on the other side of those calls. As easily as we're time. saying, you know, PJ, I said PJ made the great throw to Elijah Moore on third down, and he did, and he's got that little bit of an it factor, whatever. Well, he also was sacked and fumbled and should have lost him the game and was bailed out on a, on a call there. Now. So, hey, Colts, PJ Walker. I ain't going to lie, dog. Hey, Colts, man. It's 2-0. Colts, they got y'all a little bit. Oh, who cares? <laughs> you know, they, that, they, I, they I, got you a little bit, dog. I know how the they Colts got y'all, They got y'all a little bit, dog. How I ain't going to lie. How many times have we lost that game? Oh, oh since Countless every year. That, that same game where Colts yeah, went against I mean, us and we're like, what? Browns fans would lose their minds on that P.I. call if, Are it, you if it went the other oh, way. Yeah. It oh, yeah. It was a bad call. It was not even close. I mean, it was a bad call. Yeah. And by the way, I always criticize everybody for being prisoner of the moment. I was a little prisoner of the moment last week when I said the Colts weren't that weren't any good because they had gotten smoked by the Jags the week before. But they had played well in every other game this year before that Jag game. 
And I thought the Colts played pretty well. I that mean, win against that. the Ravens looks even more impressive yeah, now yeah, yeah. after what Baltimore did yesterday. I mean, they were good. And Jonathan Taylor looked the best he looked all year. Yeah, he's rounding he, into form. You yeah. know, he's he played well. A, he had some not really nice moves. They had a really good game plan. Uh, they they mixed in the running backs. Um, they they Gardner Minshew was he doing made some a, plays. He, he they had the read option. He was scrambling, extending plays, and he made big plays on third down. Defense or coaching now, Mike? Uh, we're doing we Stefanski. Stefanski now. And Stefanski. So, yeah. we talked about it a little bit. His, he talked about his decision that he just he was the one that decided Deshaun wasn't going back in the game. And I, I, I think that I just wanted the adult to make the decision. And I think that's what we saw yesterday. Because we've seen too many times where the player says, no, I'm playing, I'm John Wayne, and that doesn't end well. So I give them a lot of points for that. I also give them a lot of points for holding this team together. If we're going to kill him and batter him when the team ripped at the seams, guys, it, there were moments yesterday where that defense looked like last year's defense. The big plays, the poor tackles, the blown assignments. I did not recognize what I saw yesterday. Yet somehow, Stefanski held that whole thing together and they come out with a victory. Where are we right now on Stefanski's job just in the in this season alone? He's four and two, he's one back to back games. I mean, I know you've been his biggest critic, G, but G, G was uh, screaming to fire. G him. and I were gonna go to war. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw was, the I saw the start. I went back when I was driving home last yeah. night. I was, I watched the restream. He was and he's screaming, fire him! Fire him! Fire him! Fire him. Oh, no. So, now, now to his credit. Niners make a field goal, and we don't get a pass interference call, and... what We could say the same thing on four, the... You're right. Same thing with but the Steelers it, game on the we opposite We are way. as close as a 4-2 and two team has ever been yes. to being 2-4. and four. Absolutely. So everybody, yes. real quick, let, let's give G the runway, because this is a big moment yeah. in UCSS history. G, Steve, let's get G a one-shot. G, the floor is yours, my friend. I mean, you know what? Actually, to be truthful, <laughs> I'm, you know, this is a history, you know, I'm always willing to say when you get new information or you revisit things, you are always supposed to amend your opinion. See, I don't like doubling down on negative money. That's just don't work. <laughs> so I went, you know, McNuggets, we was on, on the postgame show and the fourth down, the, the not the fourth down, but the you know, when they're on the goal line. The sequence at the goal the line. The sequence at the goal line. So, when we're watching the show or whatever, you're looking at the camera, but then you're looking at your TV, but you're looking back, and the McNuggets is, is 30 seconds ahead of us. So, there's a lot of stuff going on. The sequence that he was going through, I was like, oh, no, they can't do this. What are you doing? Where, 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 where are you running the ball? Why are you not running the ball? Well, he had no timeouts. So, then, you know, when you look at it, they didn't have any timeouts during that circumstance. And then... He, he runs the shovel pass. And at the time, I'm looking at it, I'm like, why why is he running this shovel pass? And I'm looking at it in a vacuum. I go back and I watch it. Me and McNuggets was arguing. So you go back to that sequence. And McNuggets was right. You got about 22 seconds, right? You had 33. It's first to go with the one with 33, 33 seconds. 33 seconds. If you run the ball there, you might get two plays because they're going to lay on you. They're not going to let you up. You will get two. You'll, You'll get definitely two, get two. But yeah. you have you would so and the, you can't sub. And so so that means you're going to have to run the ball twice. Yeah. So you get two runs compared to four plays, which is three three passes in one run because they were incomplete. So hindsight 2020, going back looking at it, 
He did the right thing in passing the ball three times because he always knew that he had to run in his back pocket and he was going to run on the goal line with no timeouts. So as hindsight 2020, McNuggets was right. He did run the right sequence. However, you can you can gauge some people will say if you're purist, I'd rather take two runs with Kareem Hunt over PJ Walker throwing the ball three times because he's he's always on the verge of throwing a pick. But I, I understand where Kevin Stefanski went. I would agree that was the right sequence. Of and play. Wyatt Teller was on your side in the moment. <laughs> Wyatt always wants to run the ball. It right. could be third and 18. Run it. Run we it behind me. I'll get you 19. We <laughs> linemen always want to. We go, don't overthink it. Let's run. And Wyatt was joking with us yesterday after the game. He's like, I ran to the sideline after first down. He's like, let's run this B. And they you said, say it. we're on YouTube. You can say it. Let's run this bitch. <laughs> and they said, we don't have any timeouts. And he goes, all right, never mind. Let's throw it. <laughs> Yo, he did it. He got it in. And, and Kareem Hunt got that boy by this much and only this much. So I give him credit for that. So see, guys, this is this is a, for all you up and coming hosts out there. Always remember when you get new information, always revisit it. You know, you, just because you have to correct something don't mean you still not the leader of the Kool-Aid Mafia. You can still say you were wrong. Yeah. yeah. And you're still the leader. We're not going to take that from you. Yeah. It's funny. Um, the way he played it is the way you have to play it. Yep. The Colts knew what was going to happen. The Colts knew he was going to throw on first, second, and third down, and they knew that he was likely going to run it on fourth down. And what's crazy is it, I, I flash back to the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. It was that close. Yeah. It, it came down literally the nose of the to the last play of the game. You win or you lose. They know what you're going to do. You know what you're going to mm-hmm. do. And I got to tell you, I was in that moment. I was confident that Kareem Hunt was going to get that yard. I was just, I felt very I comfortable with it. I just, I, it, there was something that I, I, I had a calm about it saying he runs hard enough. He's the guy I want on this carry in this moment. And he got it by an inch. Well, it shouldn't have gone to fourth down. Yeah. The, the, the shovel pass was actually a great call. And, and live, I thought, oh my God, what are they doing? Then I saw the replay. Yeah. It was a great call. It he was. just threw a four seam fastball However, right at his head. If he caught it, and was tackled before he gets in, that might be it. Well, but I, I th- if he catches it, he's in. I, think I mean, there were, it. it was, it was, but there, there was were a lot no of people in, in that uh, area. I, I'd have to go. I thought if he catches it, that's, Jay, it, that's six. Jason, I'm it pretty just, sure he was falling backwards into the end zone. It yeah. just, it just goes to show you that when you got PJ Walker, there was a huge fourth down play where they pitch it out to Jerome Ford. Oh my God. Oh, and heaven. he throws a 90 seam. Like he just was like, I, that like would have been a huge game, by the way. He, I, it, it was the right call. And I was oh, like, yeah. why? Yeah. Get and, some and, touch on that. And, and by the way, I feel like I would have a 50 50 shot of making that pitch. It was like sunshine and remember the tight. Yes. See the pitch. Make the pitch. <laughs> yeah. By the way, in terms of Stefanski, you know, when you do anything, you get better the more you do it in most cases, right? That's fair. Yes. No matter what you do. Yes. Right? Coaches get better as time goes by. Is is the reason Mike Tomlin and uh, Andy Reid and Belichick, is it the reason they're such good coach? Are, are they, do they have their jobs for that long because they're good coaches? Yeah, but... Part of the reason they became such good coaches yeah, I know where is you're going. because they got their yeah. job for so long. You're exactly right. And, and the, I've said this a million times. I'll say it again. There, at this point, there's only a few difference maker coaches. A few. Very few. I don't think Kevin Stefanski is one of them. But I think outside of the top four or five, whatever, wherever you want to draw the line, he's as good as anybody else. He's going to have good days. He's going to have bad days. And he's going to get better the longer he goes. Well, to say he's as good as anybody else, you're saying he's 
the best coach in the NFL. No, no, no he after said that outside top, of the oh, top. after, okay. After yeah, yeah, that yeah. top group of whatever, yeah. four or five coaches. I just think it's, it, it's you know, it's like there's, a, there's 20 coaches, 20-something coaches in the middle here, and they're going to go up and down based on the year, based on their personnel, based on whatever, other things around them and other elements. I think by and large, Kevin Stefanski has done a very good job as head coach of the Browns. I, that doesn't make him perfect. He's made some bad mistakes. He's had to, you know, we've talked about, well, he didn't handle this situation right. And yes, in terms of talking and having a clear message, there have been flaws there, no doubt about it. But with this bumbling franchise and this bumbling owner, he's had to put up with so much nonsense that he's been able to overcome. Not to mention crazy, like, look at what's happened to quarterback. They haven't had consistently good quarterback play (laughs) since Baker, I'll give him his credit, Second half of 2020, he played very well, right? That's it. In his entire time here, Kevin Stefanski has got a half a season of consistent quarterback play. Now, some could argue, well, isn't that his fault? He should, you know, get more out of these guys. Well, I would argue he has. Overall, Baker's played his most consistent football in 2020 with Stefanski. Jacoby Brissett, who's not very good and has never been very good, played his best football with him, only Deshaun Watson is the only one that hasn't played. And his that's best a head football. scratcher because he's by far the most talented. Right. One. Yeah, but there's a lot that goes into the Deshaun Watson story. We we all know that. There's I agree. A lot with, that goes in, but he's I, got a ball of clay to work with there. I was glad that Kevin explained that fourth down sequence because a lot of times he doesn't give you very much from the podium. Yeah. And I thought the way he laid it out, because a lot of people, G, probably felt like you did. What are you doing? Why are you not running the ball there? And for him to say, like, listen, there was a method of the madness. With guys are if if you run it and you don't get in on first down, now the Colts are laying on guys. They're slow to get up. You're gonna have a hard time getting the line. You can't sub in personnel packages. I wish that more often because if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 99 times out of 100, the decisions that he's make, that he makes are very well thought out on the back end. He just doesn't always explain them as well as I think he should. But there's a lot of thought that goes into a lot of the decisions that he makes. And we can go back to the pitch play. And we can go back to the shovel pass. These things are open. They just don't have the personnel. Like, it, as simple as it sounds, a quarterback pitch, P.J. Walker blew it. A little shovel pass to Njoku at the goal line, P.J. Walker blew it. So these are not complicated things that you're asking your quarterback to do. It's just the quarterback play has been so bad this year. Yeah. They can't even get average out of it. If they haven't even if they're they're like they're probably begging for Baker play right now. If they could get back to the <laughs> Baker level, it'd be five and if one. You had a mediocre quarterback right now. Yeah. You're five you're, you're and one. Absolutely easy. Easy. Five they five just need a quarterback they they need a quarterback that's not gonna turn the ball over. Yeah. That's part of the, but you know, and that Baker's not the answer there. But but they need a quarterback that's going to be efficient and not turn the ball over. Really, that's all they need. I know, right well, they've turned it over a lot. And minus yesterday's game, they'd lost the turnover in all the games prior to that, yet they were still 3-2. and two. It's just not sustainable, though. Right. Then With it, this, if the defense can play, the defense is another question. we got to talk about the defense a lot. 
because what I thought I had figured out about this defense flew out the window because yesterday. you can't figure anything out about anything you can't the NFL is up and down every it's just, week it's unreal yeah. how I saw guys missing assignments I saw poor tackling I saw guys over committing it was up and I don't know guys is this an aberration is this what well what? we'll get to it in a sec yeah but but in terms of the fancy I, I agree I, and listen I didn't agree for those who say he always by the way for those who say he oh he always goes with the analytics, he follows the numbers, we were arguing about that punt that he that he had at the 40-yard line. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I didn't like the idea of punting. It completely worked out. Stefanski punted. That was against the analytics. And yet, it completely worked out. I know, but what I said in our text chain last night yeah. is why I dislike going by a book. Because the but he book, didn't go by the book. And, I, and, I, and he made the right call, and I'll argue why well, I it was the right but call. but whatever, I'm not going to... Well, yeah. here's why he made the right call. There's two data sets. One of them is the history coming into that game. That's analytics. What he used yesterday is the proper use of gut, analytics, and eyes. He used yesterday what was going on in that game. And that's the, that's the big thing that teams... Don't use. You can't punt in minus territory. It wasn't minus territory. They were at the. There, they were at the. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. Where was that punt? Where, where yeah, was that were, from? They were on Indies like forty-six or forty-five. Yeah. Okay, so it was. I, in my memory, it was either at midfield or in minus. Either way, they, they were just was, at midfield. I'm just still past. not doing it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Because I know what the book said, and they even made a point. Well, analytics play is that you go for it. I get that, but I love the decision he made. Pin them deep in their territory and let your guys on defense make a play or make a stand at that. Because you know and I know the playbook is wide open if you get the ball at midfield. If you get the ball on your one or two yard line, you're down to a limited number of plays. I hear you. And you can make something big happen, which they did. And I don't want to debate whether it was the right call or not. It worked out, and that's all that matters in the end. And then later in the game, he went for it on a fourth down. He that did. was shorter. It was, right. it was like a fourth and one instead of a fourth and three or fourth and four. But he is, like, again, you talk about, well, you can't always use the book. There's some coaches that always use the book. Yeah, there's also some coaches that don't use the book at all, and they're just as stupid. Yeah, absolutely. So you it's, have it's to have the balance. Plan. It's got to be a And he blend. showed you that balance and last year. And I love When it. he followed the book, if you will, one time and didn't follow the book the other. Also, what made the punt work out was yeah. Shane Steichen made a rookie mistake. You're backed up at your own 11 with a backup quarterback, and you come out throwing the ball with a minute 40. Very yeah, stupid. I know. He should have just run it, taken it to the half. Yeah. If he gets the ball to start the second half, the Colts gifted the Browns 10 points at the end of the half. Yeah, huge mistake. With that, with what turned into Miles' strip sack yeah. touchdown in the end zone, I thought that was really poor play calling by Shane Steichen. Yeah, we, uh, before we get to the defense, let's go. you want to do the read first? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 